Welcome to Blue Talks. Well, hello. I'm kind of excited to be here today. This is wonderful seeing all these wonderful faces. I want to ask you, how many in this room have, have right now or have had a business of their own? So everybody. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. So let me ask you one more question. How many of you were excited about your business when you first started it, when you first thought of it? How many of you had excitement? Are you still as excited? Some? Good. That's awesome. Glad to hear that. Well, you know, when I got into business, I soon realized that not everybody was as excited to hear about my business as I was to tell about it. Anybody else find that out? <laughs> so I've soon learned, as green as I was, that I better find a way to have a power dialogue with people that's conversational. Because people don't want to talk to cans. They don't want to talk to someone who's absolutely scripted. They want to talk to a person. So number one tip today, I'm going to give you three tips. Number one is it's all about you. Now, where have you heard that? Most people say, no, it's not about you. I'm here to tell you it's all about you. It's all about you and how you think and how you feel and how you prepare. You might have caught in my bio that Rosalind said that I'm a sales wizard. I don't describe myself that way, but that's how I've been described by other people. So that's what's in my bio. So today I wanna, I'm gonna focus mainly on dialogue for those of us who are making, I like to call them sharing calls more than I like to call them sales calls. And by calls, I'm not just referring, I'm not referring to the phone because a lot of people don't talk on the phone much anymore, right? They, but you're talking when you're emailing, you're talking when you're on social media, you're talking when you're sending, you know, any kind of communication. So for that purpose, we're just going to call it calls because it's a call of some sort. So preparation is key. How many of you here have ever planted anything? Ever planted anything in a pot when you were in school or uh, tried a garden or anything like that? Yes? So how many of you would say you have a green thumb? Not me. <laughs> Not me. I'm going to keep my hands down. <laughs> well, hopefully after the tips I give you today, you are going to have a green thumb for money. Your green thumb is going to produce money left, right, and center because you're going to be prepared. So the first part about being prepared is mindset. Now, mindset to me is all-encompassing. It encompasses our physical, our spiritual, our mental, and our emotional bodies. So it, it just takes all of who we are, and we need to work with that. We need to work with who we are at the core of our being, because that is what's going to resonate with the people you are talking to. 
So let's start with attitude. We've all heard, got to have a good attitude, positive attitude, right? We've all heard it, it makes it almost ad nauseum, right? So what, what encompasses a, a good attitude? Well, it's thoughts, it's feelings, it's practice. People think, well, I had a good attitude this morning. How come I didn't win the lottery? <laughs> well, there's this thing called momentum. And if you've been participating in things that aren't so wonderful, like maybe you listen to the news, which I don't recommend, or you're on social media comparing yourself to every other person that's out there talking and sharing, that doesn't create a lot of really good momentum. So your attitude has to have an adjustment somewhere along the way. I suggest you start planting those positive thoughts and feelings and practicing them. So what can that look like? Well, everything from just thinking the next best thought. You don't have to go leaps and bounds. Today, maybe you're not feeling as happy as you want to feel. So just find one little thought that makes you feel a little bit happier. And after that one, can you find one more? And so on and so forth. My mom, <laughs> my mom was funny. I think she might be here with me because <laughs> she's, I'm getting the feeling I'm supposed to tell this story. And it certainly wasn't something I rehearsed. <laughs> so my mom used to be quite a card and she was quite the disciplinarian and she really believed in us having a decent attitude. And if we didn't have, she'd fix it. But one of her funny things was, and I won't say it's the most positive fix in the world either, <laughs> but one of the things she used to do when she was in a silly mind was she would start bending over on the floor and she'd be like this and she'd be grunting and groaning. We'd think, oh my God, what is the matter with her? And finally she'd go like this and she'd have her hands like this and she'd come up to you and she'd come right up to your face and she'd go, there, there's your smile. And you had to laugh because, first of all, it was ridiculous. She made such a production you wouldn't believe. And <laughs> I think she might have been a wannabe actress. I don't know. But anyway, we certainly did have an attitude adjustment in a very good way. So maybe I wouldn't recommend that in a business call, but <laughs> maybe if you have children, you might want to try that one out and see if you get a good reaction. So we have to have an expectation of good things to come as well. And just back to attitude for a second, my 92 year old aunt broke her leg. This is many years ago. She didn't have a cell phone. She lived in a small little old house and she broke her leg and it was a severe break. Well, she had to get to a phone and she lifted her leg and all the way to get to that phone. Long story short, she was in the hospital and I called her. And of course, I'm, you know, empathizing with my poor aunt. And she goes, what? So what? Could have been worse. That's a good attitude, I think. So we have expectations of what things should be like. Well, we can expect negative and we can expect positive. Do you set your intentions before you do things? Like when you're, when you're traveling, all of us have traveled here from somewhere today. Some people may have had good traffic experiences and others maybe not so much. 
the person on the other side of the road coming in from the south where I live didn't have a very good uh, uh, expectation of travel because there was a, a big accident. I hope everybody was all right. It appeared to be so. So what do we expect when we are making, preparing to make our, our calls or sending our emails? Energy comes through. Remember that. Doesn't matter whether it's written. Doesn't matter whether it's voice. There is a voice and an energy coming through. Your tone of how you set that prior is part of your expectation and your intention. So think. Think and feel before you take action. The next part of preparation to me is something called heart set. How many of you have heard of heart set? Okay, a few. How many of you have heard of heart centered? Okay. Very similar. I like to call it heart set because when we set our heart's intention of something wonderful for the other person, even more than ourselves, we get even better things. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever done that? Like, oh, I really want this client of mine to just have the best outcome when they go and do what I suggested they do. And oh, I just, oh, I can hardly wait. I know Rosalind does that all the time because I see all her exciting things and on social media. And it's wonderful. It makes my heart sing when I see things like that. And I hope it does everybody else's. But that's the stuff that I call heart set when we have that in our heart to make it good for other people. And how do we get to a good heart set? Well, I, my, one of my favorite methods that works for me is appreciation. I think when we start appreciating and you just get on a tear, doesn't matter what you appreciate, start with anything. I'm breathing. I'm happy. You know? I'm, I'm above ground. What do they say? Any, any day above ground is better than the alternative? Is that what they say? <laughs> My dad had a, had a good uh, uh, saying. He used to say, well, can't be that bad. Nobody comes back to complain. So we have our heart set and we use our appreciation and we also have our intentions. So we combine all these things and we figure out who do we want to serve and why? That's an important thing. It's important with our intentions. It's important for our appreciation. It's important with our whole heart and mindset. So once we figure out, okay, I want to sell to this graphic, this demographic. I want them to be here. I want this. I want that. Know your products. Know your products inside out and backwards. And don't think that just because you wrote it or you developed it that you're going to remember it all or that it's not going to evolve and change. Because I tell you, this, this is normally a three-day training that I do on this. I've condensed it down to, I'm hoping it's going to be under uh, 20 minutes because I know that's what our allotted time is. So I want you to, to keep in mind that there's a whole lot more that goes into all of this. So if you feel like I'm missing steps, that's why. So let's get to know our products and our services. Is there anyone here that works for someone else? Or we are all self-employed here? Okay, so some. So 
let's say that you have a boss and they have a product or an, a, a service and you're not crazy on it. You don't like it. Maybe you don't agree with it. Maybe it just, you think, who wants that thing? Get to know it very well. Because what happens when you do and you put yourself, you become your own customer, you look at it very differently. I used to sell lingerie for years by home party. Some of you may be familiar, maybe not. But I have to tell you, it was the most fun job I ever had. It was the most fun business because I literally used to get cramps in my cheeks from laughing. So let me tell you, we all had a good time. But there was always something in our line, at least one item, that I would think to myself, who thought this thing up? Who would wear this? But guess what? Who am I to judge? Because there was always others who liked it. So what did I do? Sometimes they were very expensive items. So let me see, do I want to sell something for $10 or do I want to sell that, not, that for 100 Well, common sense would dictate. So I used to find out reasons that I would like, I would like it. And I used to ask those customers that bought it, why did you buy it? What do you love about this so much? Oh my gosh, they had a list. So I would work with that. And guess what? I started to like it too. And I, then I'd have fun with it. And I would have fun anticipating what somebody's objections were. And so I took that as a transferable skill into my other business, all my businesses. And you can do the same. Doesn't matter what it is. We've all got stuff in our businesses that we'd rather not do. But we can change that just by a, a shift. So then... Tip number three that I want to share with you is empowering the relationship. I'm a big, big believer that any dialogue should be empowering for both, well, all parties, but in this case, we're talking one-to-one, -one, so both parties. Did you know that bamboo is the fastest growing plant on the earth, it grows, it shoots up out of the ground four centimeters in a second. It's bizarre. We're not bamboo. Relationships are not bamboo. Don't expect them to just shoot out of the ground because you've decided it's what you want. Doesn't work with just a little bit of water. Actually, you don't even need that much water for it. So we're going to empower all the parties concerned. And how do we do that? We're going to do that by dialogue. We're going to ask questions. We are going to actively listen. We're going to be sincere. And we're not going to underestimate our customer. Customers are smart. We're all customers, right? Aren't you somebody's customer? You're smart. In fact, I'm probably in a room full of the majority are geniuses in this room. And I'm honored to be in the company. So don't underestimate and don't decide for your customers. That was a mistake I made early on too. Oh, she can't afford that. Oh my gosh, it's like a $300 outfit. That's like a whole paycheck for people. No, no. If they want it, they're buying it. 
Don't make their judgments. Don't decide how much money someone can spend. It's not your business. It's not your business. And if they're not spending it with you, they will spend it with someone else if they want to. Keep that in mind. So you want them to draw their own conclusions about why they want something, that they need change, and that change is good for them. And your service is what's good for them or your product. Let me ask you another question. How many of you who do your sales calls or your emails or your discovery calls, how many of you have an actual script? Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad because people say, should I have a script? I need a script. Well, it's okay to have a sort of script, but you want it just bullets. And for those of you in the room that feel guilty about sharing your products and services with other people or are fearful, work on that because it's the part that's gonna hold you back the most. So you ask yourself how you can better serve your customers and you create dialogue and you continue to ask people questions, talk to them about your products, listen with an open mind and ask open-ended questions. And here's the other thing, <laughs> make people laugh. When you're, I used to, you know these boards, this is a sharp board, I believe. Yeah. So I, when these boards first came out, I'm referring to the whiteboards, the company called Smartboard was the one that was the leader, the, the most leading edge at the time. That's, I'm dating myself now, way back. But I used to market those for my client. And I used to get on the phone, because that's what we used in those days, and I'd say, have you seen these smart boards? No, what's a smart board? Oh my gosh, I can't even tell you, but you have to see it. It's the best thing since sliced bread. So I can have somebody in to see you tomorrow afternoon at two o'clock or Thursday in the morning, which one works better for you? Do you know that it was maybe one out of 10 that I didn't get an appointment? Because the fact that I'm referring to a technical item as something better than sliced bread was something people just laughed about. And I just told them they had to have it. That was it. They had to see it. They didn't have to buy it. They had to see it. So ask yourself, who do you want to buy from? You or your competition? And lastly, I'm going to just share one quick little story. I like sports. Those of you who know me know I like sports, and I particularly like football, the Canadian Football League. And I was watching a game the other night. I wasn't happy with the outcome, I'll tell you that. But... There's this wonderful young man on the team that I don't like as much, and his name is Vern Vernon Adams Jr. And I'm so impressed with him. Not only is he a very good quarterback, but the commentators were saying how he not only helps the team in the locker room, but he helps the laundry people and the janitorial staff clean up. Now imagine, imagine what type of relationships is Vernon Adams Jr. cultivating. Thank you for listening to me. I'm Deborah J. Hollick, Smash Zoom Mentor. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.